The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And we're here. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. It's going to be a great show. I actually lost sleep over having this guest. I kept signing that to Seth. I lost sleep over this guest because she's just an amazing, amazing woman. And I hope everybody's had a fabulous holiday and a fabulous new year. And 2018 is going to be rocking. Seth, tell me what you did. I worked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I worked. And we just uh, we got some food and we just chilled out and watched the bad TV that's on New Year's Eve and uh, brought in the new year. Yeah, you know, it was so cold. Like, I, it's Ugh. funny because normally we hear a lot of fireworks. I live way out in the country, so we hear a lot of fireworks. Actually, some people shoot off a gun, and it's crazy. It was silent, dead silence. The fireworks are legal now in New Jersey. They're in Target and, and Stop and Shop. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's so weird. And it was very, very quiet. But, um, yeah, so happy New Year, everyone. I kind of did the... The normal, I just kind of stayed in and just had my wine and enjoyed just being home in the warmth. Cozy. Cozy. With your doggies. Yep, that's exactly what I did. But today, I have to tell you, on today's One Tough Mother show, we welcome an honored guest all the way from Sweden. Jordana Bernard is a thought leader, writer, speaker, and wisdom keeper. She's been selected as one of Oprah's Super Soul 100 teachers, a group of 100 awakened leaders who are using their voices and talents to elevate humanity. It was with great admiration and gratitude and joy. And even though I'm tired, I'm super, super happy to welcome to the One Tough Mother Show, Jordana Bernolt. Hello, Jordana, and thank you so much for being on the show today. And um, is Sweden as cold as it is right now in the United States? We're experiencing this Arctic freeze. Are you guys having that as well? Uh, no, actually, we're we're not having that. We are having one of the warmer winters because it, it's much warmer than usual. But it just started, so who knows? Maybe the Arctic freeze will reach us next week. No, I no, know. no. I hope not. But <laughs> No, you don't want that, please. I don't want you to have that. No. As I told you, no, I... No, but it's actually... Yes. I'm, go ahead. I'm go sorry. On. No, I was thinking that since I live in Sweden, we usually have very cold winters here. But as it is now, it's, it feels more like November or something like that. Oh. Have you been... You've been to the States, right? Yes, I have. I've been in, in L.A. and in San Francisco, and I love it there. But I... I haven't been there when it's that cold. So. Oh, yeah. You don't want to come over now. Anyway, I, I told, as I told <laughs> no. you, I didn't sleep last night because I was so anxiously waiting this interview because I, I purchased your book for myself and a friend. And you have such a clear way of explaining what you feel is the essence or essential in life, which is knowing oneself. Exactly how do we get to truly know ourselves? Well... It's by being present in the now moment, by always being focused in the now moment. And I can share a truth thought from my book, Hashtag Know the Truth, um, which is uh, truth thought number 231. And this, will, this is like sharing a secret of your true identity with you. So if you put your hand on your heart and repeat after me, 
I am the light in the darkness. I am the love in the hate. I am the calmness in the storm. I am the courage in the fear. When you do this, you actually connect to the divine one behind all this. You connect to your source. And that is what it's all about, being aware and being in the now moment. And knowing who you are is really strongly connected to being aware and very present in the now moment because you're the one perceiving your reality and you are not your feelings or your thoughts. You're the one doing all the feelings and the thinking. I think that why we fail to know ourselves is that most of us, well, we, we dwell in the past or think about the future all the time, and that disconnects us from the now moment. So one of the best ways to know yourself is to start observing the divine one seeming, feeling, and thinking within you. When you do this, this little exercise I did with you, put your hand on your heart and repeat, I am the light in the darkness, you actually truly connect to who you are. You are the love and the hate. You are the calmness and the storm. That is your true identity. But sometimes society tricks us into believe that we need to jump into the storm and that we become the hate and we, we become the fear. So it's important to be aware in the now moment and remember that you are the love and the hate, not the other way around. That's amazing. And you know what? I feel like you're right. I think society has conditioned us to think of the future all the time. Like, what are you going to be in the future? And what's going to happen in the future from the time we're children that we forget to live in the now? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that children are amazing when it comes to that because they are focused so focused in the now moment, they don't actually understand the concept of time. They don't understand future and, and past. They are so focused in their passions in the now that it's amazing to watch them. So they are the masters of being in the now moment. You're right. Jordana, how did you get started on this life journey um, of inspiration and empowering others? What started you? Well, that, that is a very tricky question for me because I've always been on this path of illumination. Even as a child, I, I remember asking questions that my teachers felt that, oh my God, here she comes again asking me these <laughs> questions. For instance, I would say, can you explain oneness to me? And I mean, a teacher had uh, difficulties in explaining these things to me. So I've always been on this path and always being curious about reality. And I have also always worked with people, but I think that it's only recently that I started creating my reality let me put it this way, more deliberately, by allowing my inner voice to speak without filtering it through my conditioned mind. And I think that it all started in 2013, where I unknowingly became a wisdom philanthropist on Twitter. I mean, my intention was to share my thoughts, and I wasn't aware of the impact my thoughts would make. I just felt like sharing. And, I mean, five years later, here I am today, I have 340,000 followers on Twitter, a book that is published by Hay House, and I'm an invited member of Oprah's Super Soul 100. Amazing Incredible. People. Incredible. And, I mean, my life has not always been this easy. So I, think, I do dare say that we, do, we create our own realities by what we think and, and, and intend in this reality. 
So I've always been there, always thought about these illuminating things, but it is only recently that I started to share it, and it's through social media. I, I simply became fearless and started sharing my thoughts unfiltered and just put them out there as they came to life in my head. That's amazing. And you have used social media in the way it should be used. It's never, it should never be used to impress people. It should be used to impact people. And you have most certainly impacted so many. And the fact that Oprah actually looked at you and said you needed to be one of her 100 hand-chosen inspirational speakers. I have a question. Um, There was something about you being born on one... Tell me about that, when you were born. I was born on 11, um, the 11th November, which means 11-11, 11 minutes past 11. So right. there are four numbers of 11 in my birth date, which I actually, coming from Sweden, I didn't even think about that. It, it was nothing to me. But when I started speaking to people in the U.S., everybody was going, oh, my God, this is so great, it's 11-11. So I started looking into it a bit more, and it's it's a magical number. So it's it's fascinating to be born on that date at that that exact time. Yeah, because you were a young girl when you started really thinking deeply and experiencing deep feelings. Correct? Yes. I mean, I as I said, I I I was eleven when I figured out that the reality out there and the reality in my head are made of the same stuff. And I did this because I was trying to figure out um, where the universe ended. So I was laying in my bed and I was roaming the universe trying to find the outer edge of it. And I couldn't because every time I reached it in my imagination, it felt like, oh my God, there are more universes there, there are more stars, more galaxies. But my... Imagination is infinite, so I thought, okay, so I'll run to the window and look outside, and maybe somehow reality out there will show me where the, uni- where the universe ends. So I looked outside, and it looked the same as it looked in my head, and I was thinking, oh, my God, it's the same thing. The universe out there is made of the same stuff as the universe in my head, and I had this illumination, a moment of illumination, and I was 11 years old when I had it. So that's the kind of thought I occupied my mind with as a child. Oh, that's amazing. What kind, what gifts do you think that everybody possesses? All people possess gifts. What gifts do you think that each of us has in us, and how do we find them and use them? Mm. Well, I think that maybe it is challenging for people to find their gifts because uh, maybe it would work easier if we just changed the word gift to strength. Okay. Because it's easier to find your strengths. I mean, we all have strengths. When we talk about gifts, we often think about someone who is born with a talent or a gift, like, you know, someone that can sing really well or play an instrument or is clairvoyant. And that can make us think that we don't have any gifts because we simply feel that we're too average. But if we think of it as strength, and then what you do with ease and without effort can be considered a gift or a strength. 
And I think that many of us take our strengths for granted because they feel so natural to us. We don't even consider them as anything special. So, for instance, if I would give you an example, I love to find and explore the brightest side of obstacles, and I can't help but immediately sensing someone else's true feelings. So my strengths or gifts, if you wish, would be that I am really positive and I am a natural communicator. And look what I'm doing today. I'm communicating positive thoughts with people around the world every day. So I think that the easiest way to find your gifts or your strengths is to do, as we said earlier in the program, do as children do. Because children usually follow their passions, and that is the best way to find your strengths. So the things you do with interest and without any effort or even thinking, the things you do with lots of joy and immense love and pleasure, these are your true gifts. So I think that ask yourself, where do I find flow, and then do more of that. I can give you an example from my life. I find flow in writing, for instance, and I have always loved reading, so writing is a natural consequence of that. So I think it's, it's all about relabeling gifts to strength and then look what you love in your life, and that's where your strengths are, because what you love is actually who you are, and that would be your strengths and gifts. Right. That's, a, that's very true. How do you think as people, how do you think as connectors, how do you think as communicators, we can help other people find a happier, fuller life? Like, how can we help people find something or, or get something they need? We, we always communicate with each other, but I, I mean, really deeply communicate with one another, another to take it, our relationships to another level. Mm. Well, again, we talked about children, and I think that they are actually the, the illuminators of this world. I think that we, we literally need to learn how children play, because children have not forgotten who they truly are, and we have forgotten how to play and how to create. Uh, the children, they, they haven't forgotten their purpose in life. They know that life is supposed to be explored. That's why they play. And I think that we need to allow our children to show us the way. We need to learn how to be more present and to ask questions and to be more curious and, and brave and to seek joy instead of dodging fear. Right. Uh, and I think that is the question or actually that is the answer to your question, but we, we have to start exploring this life more joyously and with less fear. Okay. And that's how we learn how to live a happier life. We have to start exploring the things we love in this reality. And that's when, that is where we find happiness. We can't find happiness if, if we don't love what we do. So that is essential, I think. I agree with you. And you know what? I love your view on the law of attraction because I believe in it deeply. Mm. I believe that if you have a positive outlook on life and you're positive, I mean, I think that we attract what we put out. Can you get into that a little bit with me? Well, of course, law of attraction is actually, um, I, I write about it in the book, but I don't write about it like 
law of attraction. I call it something else. I call it the law of corresponding frequency. Because when you look at it, law of attraction implies that you have to pull something to you. Whereas I don't think that that is the way we're actually creating this reality. I think that we are creating this reality by allowing a specific frequency through us and allowing it through you, which means that you cannot, you cannot perceive a frequency that you are not yourself. You have to be the frequency you try to perceive out there. And I think that that is what the law of attraction is all about. It is about understanding that you are the one looking into the mirror. You cannot expect the mirror to change first. You have to smile if you want to see the mirror smile back at you. And that is, in essence, what the law of attraction is all about, that you perceive your life as you are, not as you want it to be. It is as you believe it to be. I don't know if it makes sense to you, but that's the way I I, I explain it in the book. I understand it. And you know what, honestly, I like the fact that you mentioned the fact that your reality and your perception of reality is only yours. It's not the person next to you. And I think we try to fit so many people into a box or into a, a circle, a certain way that it should be thought of. Things should be thought a certain way or, or done a certain way. And I think that hurts us, honestly. I think mm. having the childlike mind of exploring other options and, and learning and, and continuing on in life with with exploration being important, I think it opens, it opens a lot of us up to a lot of things. If you mm. um, were a young girl or if you, if you had a young girl come to you, what would your guidance be for her if she wanted to really, really go out and, and manifest her life? She, wa- she had a big idea on life. She had big goals in her life. What would you say to her to manifest that? Mm. Well, that would actually be like giving notes to my younger self. So, okay, on a soul level, I would say mm, stop doubting yourself. Start exploring your life the way it was meant to be explored. And that means fearlessly. There is nothing to fear out there. Everything is an exploration. There is no failure. It is always actually feedback. And you either win or you learn. There is no lose in between there. It is only you either win or you learn something. So it's, it's all good. So to relax into that and to start trusting yourself that you are the one perceiving this reality, this is your reality, you are the one creating it. On a more practical level, I would give myself or the young woman three things that you can start doing right away, and I think that that will immediately set you in the right direction. So the first thing would be to set an intention for the day in the morning. And this is not a hard thing to do. And an intention could be like, today I will stay out of drama, negativity, and energy-draining people. And then you stick to that intention. You do not lose sight of it. You remind yourself during the day that this is my intention for today. So it's like, it's like putting on glasses. It changes your outlook completely. And you perceive the day in a different way. And the second thing would be that 
I would love her to take 10 minutes every day to daydream a little. And I don't think that anyone should ignore this one because a daydream is a serious thing. It is actually a blueprint of your future self. You are actually telling your mind what you want to perceive in your reality and thus creating your reality. So a daydream can be about anything you desire. I mean, the perfect partner, job, house, vacation, vocation, whatever. But you go to a quiet place and you immerse yourself in the details of your daydream. Because that is to put the seeds in the ground for the garden you want to cultivate in your reality, so to speak. And the last thing, and this one is also important, never ever go to sleep without feeling gratitude. Appreciate the good things that happen during the day and just say thank you for everything that was good. I mean, if you can't find a lot of things, you can just thank for the sunshine for today or whatever you find, the smallest of things, but just say thank you before you go to sleep because it's important to raise your frequency before falling asleep. You're going to be in that frequency for eight hours during the night. And if you are in a high frequency of appreciation and gratitude, it will, it will rejuvenate your body and your mind and your soul. And you start the day with a higher frequency than usual. So those three things are really, really important. Set intentions, daydream, and appreciate. Oh, I love that. I know that when I started doing this, I started feeling that I was more at peace in my inner reality, but also that I was more in control of my reactions to my outer reality. And when you feel this, this actually changes everything for you. That and is great. That's the things I think are important for anyone that wants to start or anyone that wants to explore their lives more. That's amazing. And I have to ask you, I just have to, how did, like, did all of a sudden you get a tweet from Oprah that said, hey, want to be on my team? How did that happen? Exactly as you described it. It did? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I just I just <laughs> thought that up. But okay. No, that's exactly how you described it. It came as a, uh, it, was an, uh, it was a surprise to me, and I was very, very honored by it. But it's actually exactly as you described it. I, I wouldn't put it better. I couldn't find better words for it oh. than you did right now. Excellent. Well, now I feel, I feel like I really was in that reality for a moment. I have to talk about your book, too. <laughs> yeah. I got your book. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. Um, it's not a book that you read. You sit and read like chapter, chapter. It's a book that you read, and you go back, and then you go back. And then you go back. Mm. Like I pick up little things mm. that I like out of it every time I go back and look at this or look at that. And the name of the book again is hashtag know the truth. Why knowing who you are changes everything. And you're right. It was Hay House actually published your book. Yes. Was this your first yes. book? Yes, this was my first book and it. It manifested exactly as I wanted it to manifest. It was, I didn't know that I had written it because, as I told you, I was tweeting, tweeting this stuff out for years before I realized that I had actually written a book through my tweets. So the book came to life through my tweets. How? How did that happen? Best, yes, I picked out the best tweets and then I elaborated on them. And it, it actually... I feel like I've written a classic because I, I get 
so much love back from people that have bought the book. They use it like a, like an oracle. They use it in a synchronistic way. I mean, you can think of a number and then you can jump right into the book and read the true thought that has that number on it. And it will give you the message for today or it will give you the guidance you need for that task you want to do. And I do it myself because it, it, it feels wonderful to get um, messages from my source that way. I mean, we can play around with it. If you give me a number, I can read the number for you. Okay, do number seven. That's my lucky Seven, number. let's see. I can find it here fast. Let's see now. Seven, seven, seven. Where is number seven is? Oh, my God, listen to this. <laughs> Put your hands on your heart. Feel it beat. It is a God-given gift. Listen to it. It will always tell you the truth. And that came right out of my head, and I love this book. I have gone back and forth, and I'll be honest with you, when I wake up in the morning, and I get up about 5.40 every morning, I spend a couple of minutes reading a page in the book, a little passage or a number in the book. I think it's amazing. I think you've done an amazing job. You have to give some credit to Gregor, because wasn't he the one that said when they wanted you, you you can't write a book? And he said, yes, you've already written the book. Yes, that was actually how I, uh, that, that was how he woke this up within me because he actually put seven or eight of my tweets together and he showed me the text. And I was reading the text and I was wondering, oh my God, I recognize this, but when did I write this? I don't remember writing such a long passage on it. And he said, well, these are eight of your tweets. And there were weeks between the tweets, but when he put them together, they kind of, it was flowing, flowing, and, and it was, com- I could understand the text, and it, it sounded like I'd written it in one breath. So that's the second I realized that, oh my God, I've written a book. I should, <laughs> I should do something with this. That's and that's amazing. how it came to life. So, well, he has always done these kind of things with me. He's the illuminator in my life. <laughs> oh, you said you've been married how many years? We've been married for 32 years. I've been in love with him for 30, 32 years. It's the soulmate of my life. So oh. that's, that's an amazing adventure we're on in this physical reality. Well, you're an amazing woman, and he was very, very kind in helping me when we were trying to connect, so he's amazing as well. All I can say is, Jordana, thank you. Thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you for being brave enough to speak out and to to be someone public enough to put your thoughts on on Twitter and have everyone listen. And um, thank you for being on our show. I was I'm just as thrilled now as I was last night. The, the interview was fabulous. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for allowing my thoughts into your reality, Karen. And thank you for having me on the show. This was really, really fun for me to do. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And please, if you come to the States, please, please come and see us or call us. And we're going to come and have a cup of coffee or we'll buy you a glass of wine. But before we hang up, I want to tell you, please tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter. I am at my power talk on Twitter. At my power talk, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm there all the time. So thank you again. <laughs> my best to you, and and I have to say, happy New Year to both you and Gregor. I, I'm sure this year is going to have many, many blessings for you both. Thank you so much, and the same to you. Uh, a great new 2018 to you. Thank you. Have a lovely, lovely day.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And we'll be right back. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back and we want to thank one of our our very dear sponsors, which is Storyblocks.com. Storyblocks.com is awesome. And I know for for reality, Seth, you use it? Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, uh, you know, professionally, I've used other services and... And now when you want to do, you can do things personally or professionally with this company that you never thought you can do before. Like, you know, downloading images, you can make videos, music, audio clips. You can create, you can create, you know, on your own right. or, or with, your, with your business. It's, 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 it's a pretty amazing thing. Hey, you know what I like about it too? You can use it for social media posts. You can use it for your website. You can use it for your blogs. And it's really, really hassle free. I mean, the thing that really got to me about it was that it was no royalties, like royalty free, because that becomes a big issue. That's the first one. But the second thing for me is the quality of the content. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could have 100,000 bad images. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody yeah, wants exactly. to use. So 400,000, I should say. They have 400,000 images, 150,000 videos, 100,000 audio clips. And I found great stuff on here. I mean, amazing stuff that I've been able to use. So. I'm very thankful for it. My audio, actually, my graphic artist is. She uses it all the time. She signed up for their deal for a limited time. They have this special offer on Storyblocks for for our listeners. It's regularly one hundred and forty nine dollars a year for unlimited access to either images, video, or audio. But for the special offer, the triple bundle offer, you have access to images, videos, and audio offer the price of one which is 149 for a full year crazy right for everything for everything before it was just for one or two now it's for everything yeah it's for everything and you just have to go to storyblocks.com forward slash otm that's storyblocks.com slash otm and you you're not gonna you're gonna love it you're never gonna use another service if you're producing you know video clips or you're doing websites or you're doing podcasts this has everything you need. Remember, your your website, your social media posts, everything is your calling card. It is your card. People see it and they determine who you are by looking at your stuff. So please go to storyblocks.com. We love them. They're a great sponsor and we want to thank them in 2017 for their business and for 2018. They're great. And now it's time for Headlines and Headaches. You got it. Hit them, Seth. And we just talked about the sponsor brought to you by storyblocks.com. Don't you love this, Karen? Isn't your favorite question? Cold enough for you? <laughs> oh my God. If one more person asks me that, I'm going to be like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, what's not funny about it is that the United States has been in a deep freeze and it's to blame for at least four deaths in the Midwest. You know, pets being left outside. Even sharks were found dead in that Massachusetts. That blew my mind. Sharks. Yeah. You would think they're, because sharks are supposed to be smart, right? And like, I guess. But water temperature is, is, higher than air temperature right now i don't know i don't know either but it's it's not good uh it's it's really unbelievable you know um i think friday the 26th into the saturday 27th uh an additional 16 inches of lake effect snow fell on a record 65 inches oh my god uh it fell earlier in the week in erie pennsylvania so far more than 119 inches have have accumulated in erie pennsylvania this month glad i don't live there oh U.S. officials are urging residents to help vulnerable elderly and sick, bring in your pets, and don't stay outside for a pro- prolonged time as a deep freeze sets across half the country. Midwest to Northeast bring colder temperatures. 
than those of Antarctica or parts of Mars. That blew my mind. I am not going to Mars. I'm not going to Mars. You know, it's funny. Uh, the other day, my son, my four-year-old said, I want to go outside. I want to go outside. I said, it's really cold out. I want to go outside. Okay, let's go. Went outside. We walked around a little bit. We were playing with the leaves because the, the, <laughs> the landscapers never clean up the leaves, so I have piles of leaves in the driveway. Right. And eventually, you know, 15 minutes, he's like, I'm cold. I want to go inside. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Good call, buddy. You know, my, my, my little dogs, I have my little frogs, I call them, because they're not even big enough to be dogs. But <laughs> Frogs. Uh, my frogs. frogs. I put mushers cream on their paws. Because it's it's actually what they use in, in, you know, Alaska. You put it on their paws so their paws don't freeze and their paws don't hurt. What is it? Mushers cream, it's called. Mushers cream. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my face. And I put it on their paws and they still wouldn't walk. Like, the, they're trying to not <laughs> yeah. to put their feet down. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to go back in. I don't blame them. I know, it's ridiculous. So stop it with the cold already. And yes, it is cold enough for you. Get, so out, the, you get out the wee-wee pads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, January 1st, thousands of workers in California will receive a pay raise. California is one of 18 states that will increase minimum wage for the new year. The increases start on December 31st when New York state law goes into effect. So it's California and New York? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, According to New York State Department of Labor, minimum wage in New York City will be 12 or 13 an hour, depending on the size of the company. Employers on Long Island and Westchester will soon have to pay employees $11 an hour. The rest of the state will uh, have a minimum wage of $10.40. Each of those four groups will have another increase in December 2018. For people who are not around from this area, New York City and the rest of the state are very different. New York State is very rural and uh, suburban yes. and not like the city. So, you know, people think New York, they think of the city. And New York is huge. That's just one small part of the state. So right, that's right, why right. there's a difference like that. First of all, did you know minimum wage was like seven twenty-five federal minimum wage? I didn't know. Who can live on that? Well, First people, of all, people who can small, live on $13 an hour? In small states, they can well, yeah. I don't know. You know it's, no, it's 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 very tough, and that's why, you know, we raise our children to get an education and and to you know have have a skill set. You know, it's very important. To, if, if you don't go to college, go to get a, go to a trade school. I mean, you have to learn a trade or learn or be educated. Yeah, it's it's it makes me very sad to think that you're making thirteen dollars an hour. Honestly, Seth, think about this: you just made the price of a pizza in one hour. Ugh. Honest to God, I was well, thinking a cheap pizza. Yeah, I was thinking uh, that last night Domino's. when I was doing something. I was thinking to myself, you know what, thirteen bucks an hour is like buying a pizza. Well, back in the day, and I still see it. Those jobs were for for kids. Yeah, and, you know, young people, young adults, and I still see some. And I, and I love when I like I saw a guy at the super a King supermarket. He just took pride in his work, and he was a young kid. I was like, this kid's gonna be okay. Yeah, I like that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So let's go on to the Pope. What did the Pope have to say this year? Oh, the Pope. I don't know. What did the Pope have to say? He Pope Francis. His, yeah. Yes. He used his New Year's Day address uh, to highlight the struggles of migrants and refugees, calling upon global leaders to offer more assistance in 2018. He paid tribute to those who have made long and dangerous journeys in an attempt to achieve a better future, saying that migrants and refugees, men and women seeking peace, this is the motto of this day. Uh, January 1st has been designated as World Peace Day by the Catholic Church. Oh. Francis made the appeal before an estimated 40,000 devotees uh, during his... Uh, Angelus address on Monday in St. Peter's Square, Vatican police said. Um, it, we we don't know what tough is and struggle is people in this country compared right. to when you see people holding their babies and running for their lives. It was one of the pictures of the year. I think time was one of those things put out uh, images of the year. And we just don't know what real struggle is. And, and it's unfortunate that there's too much other things going on in the world that we don't focus on the people, which, right. which we shall be focusing on instead of oil and power and control and 
craziness. Right. It, it's very, very sad. And, you know, honestly, there's so much going on in this country that we don't focus on as well, as far as children and, and single mothers and people with, you know, cancer insurance wise, that um, we need to get a control of that as well, instead of you know, tweeting out ridiculous tweets and, and just being <laughs> stupid across the board, but uh, I'm not going to get into that. That's more than that, though. The priorities are just not where they need to be on a, on a global level. Right. You know? I, I agree. If, 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 if that was the focus, there wouldn't be any people hurting or starving. Right. For sure. And okay. of course, we have our usual headaches with Hollywood. Oh, yes. Hollywood acts against harassment. A group of 300 Hollywood actresses, agents, producers, directors, and executives have launched an initiative to combat harassment in the entertainment industry and in blue-collar workplaces in the U.S., reports the New York Times. The project, which is called Time's Up, will include a $13 million uh, legal defense fund for, to support women who wish to report sexual harassment, an effort to increase gender parity at studios and agencies, and support for legislation that limits the use of non-disclosure agreements for harassment claims. Time's Up participants include well-known industry figures like Shonda Rhimes, Reese Witherspoon, and America Ferrara. The project's launch comes after a year in which the entertain- entertainment industry was rocked by several sexual harassment scandals. You know, I didn't even know that they tried until this was brought up. I didn't know that companies were asking women to sign non-disclosure agreements about sexual harassment. As they, when they come in to, to work there, I I don't know when they asked them. Well, but it wouldn't hold up. No, I couldn't hold up, could it? Right? No, you no. can't. You know, you yeah. say that's ridiculous. Um, I think it's great that uh, you know that that this issue has risen. You know, and I think it'll give women more courage. To in, to report right. I out. agree. Although, I agree. And I talked to a freshman in college at UMass, and she's saying she knows girls that have been raped in the first semester she's been there. I mean, it's, and, recently you spoke yes. to this person. Yes. You're kidding. No. Yeah, she's up in, in Massachusetts, and uh, the fraternity parties. You, you got to watch your back. You know, still with the with the putting stuff in drinks and all that stuff still happening, and girls are afraid to report it. Oh She my knows gosh. girls that have happened to it, and they won't report it. Oh no! So what are they using the date rape drug and knocking them out? They actually have a resealer for bottles. Wait, like, like you know, you take a bottle of beer with a cap on it, you feel like you're okay. They they take the caps off and they drug the bottles and they reseal them. They have a resealer. Oh no! That's, that's how far they've gone that's with ridiculous. this. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy. So still have a long way to go with that. And you know, that's a bigger that's a bigger uh, discussion. Like, who are these kids' parents that, that would do such a thing to put stuff in bottles and it's horrible. It's disgusting. Sorry. That's yeah, it's a, really that's bad. beyond headache. Um, but we're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does school grades still matter? Um, do they? I mean, not only do, uh, do they uh, cause anxiety, you know, says the Atlantic, but grades also appear to discourage creativity and risk-taking, risk-taking the very skills that are increasingly valued in the wor- workplace. While good students reliably uh, end up as well-adjusted professionals, they're never the trailblazers, the visionaries we admire, according to Boston College Survey of Valid Victorians. Students learn to give, give the teachers just what they expect to get the grade. Instead of aiming to learn, they aim to ace the test. More and more educators recommend that instead of uh, memorization, schools should focus on instilling a passion for learning and the motivation to succeed. Now, how do you grade that? Yeah, you know what? You know? Seriously, because um, rote, rote education where you have to memorize, memorize, well, how is that? Uh, I don't know. I don't believe in that, actually. I think that having creativity and, and not having to to constantly cram things down your throat is, is a much easier way to, to learn. And they've proven that with music programs, the kids do better too. Yeah, real life, mm. right, real life 
um, episodes should be taught. So I think that, like my son, I'll tell you just a quick excerpt. My son is a principal of a high school, but when he was a teacher, he taught in his math class how to buy a car. He let every kid in the math class pick a car they wanted, any car they wanted. Then they had to negotiate the deal and what the car would cost them and everything about the car for a year, the insurance, the gas, upkeep on the car. And he said, you know, the guys, of course, a lot of kids came in with like Ferraris and really, you know, hot cars, Corvettes, until they figured out it was going to cost them how much Hmm. to work to own that car. And it was a great lesson. I thought that was an a really good lesson. Life lessons. Yeah, life lessons are really important. I think they should be definitely taught. I agree. And we get to our last one, which is? California rings in the new year with a legalized pot. And they're not the only ones. What do you think about you know? that? Um, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not a, I don't smoke. Um, I'm not saying I never did, but I, I'm not a smoker. And I, it's not as, it's, it's the same as alcohol to me, or maybe even less so. You know, you don't see, you don't hear about people smoking pot and getting uh, violent or, you know, abusive. It just doesn't happen. So, I mean, there's, there's other negatives about it too, but if, if you're going to have alcohol be legal, then there's no reason for me why medical, uh, not, well, marijuana can't be recreational. I and, agree. I'm and, sorry. I do. And besides that, the plant has an incredible amount of positive uses. That's why there's medical marijuana. Correct. I mean, it, there's, to, to the point where it helps cancer, it helps beat cancer. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a, an expert, but I, I've looked enough at it to. See, you know, I think I think what's been holding it back is um, pharmaceutical companies. I believe that as well. Yeah, well, they don't want these people to go buy a joint for twenty bucks. Right. They want them to to get their prescription. Pop a pill, babe. Yeah. Pop and, a pill. And this, you know, I'm just surprised that the pharmaceutical companies haven't figured out how to leverage marijuana for their own use. And you know what? They will. Honestly, yeah. here's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to eventually somehow turn it so that you have to get it through through a pharmacy, through a pharmaceutical company, because um, that's what they do with everything. And it, it's ridiculous. They'll put chemicals in it and they'll, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll break it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I think Massachusetts, too, is recreational. Also, there might be one other state. I, I got to look it up. I know California and Massachusetts, but California forever, they've had medical. Oh, yeah. And I know people live there. It's just you go to a, a Russian doctor oh, yeah. or whatever, and you give them $300 and say you have headaches or you have psoriasis or whatever, and you get your license. Honestly, yeah. I was hoping New Jersey and New York were going to soon open up because I actually invested in medical marijuana. And marijuana. I did. Because I thought it would be great investment. I felt it was going to be like the prohibition and eventually it's going to be Has legalized. To be. And um, I think that it, it's it's got so many great, great, I'm not just saying recreational, of course. I'm saying, you know, epilepsy, they say it helps epilepsy, cancer. There's so the, many things. Health is huge, but also think about if they made it uh, federally legal, all the taxing, all the money they could raise. You know, of course, they'll take it and use it stupidly as, as everything else, but- you know what they said? Oh, fifty percent or every for every state, fifty percent of of all taxes collected on marijuana go to education, or to go to hunger, or whatever. You know that there's a designated percentage. I mean, nobody would be vote against that. You you couldn't. Right. So right. you know, it's just like look at the lotteries raise so much money. We don't know where that goes. It's supposed to go to education. But... Oh, bringing that up, I have to bring this up now. Oh, they added a number to the mega millions, or a few numbers. I'm not sure how many actually. Somebody cost, look that up and tell me. It costs more too. Yeah. So now not only. Do you have less chance of winning because they added numbers to it and it costs more? Uh, no, Stop. Nobody's won in weeks in both of them, the Powerball and Mega, Mega Millions. I know. I, I said to mail manager mom, I said, hey, ma, I said, is it like 500 million or something? 
And she's like, I ah, forget it. It's a hundred billion states. Like she doesn't want to do it. But um, yeah, I'll take it if I <laughs> if they give it to me. I'm not a big lottery um winner. In fact, I'm not a big lottery person. So. I would do it work. I would get a pool going when it got big. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that definitely. I would do that, and I buy my own sometimes. You know, but it's like, it, you, like what you just said, it gets discouraging. It's like. No, what made me really stop buying as much as I used to, and I, know I bought a lot, but I realized like when the, nobody wins for like three or four weeks, if you had every single ticket bought for the last three or four weeks, you still wouldn't win. Yeah. So it's like imagine right. like what your odds are like just astronomical. But well, then again, you see these people win like they just bought a ticket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. That, or I like it the guy that that won once and then he won again six months later. There was a guy that actually did that, and I was like, oh, I hate well, that guy. Why is he playing? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so um, when we come back, we're gonna have tough mother male and gail is not here yet she's still with her family we're hoping to see her next week in the meantime thanks for listening we'll be right back the one tough mother podcast real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you and we're back and we have the males in you know i miss gail not only because she's awesome but her name rhymes with male Oh, that's right. And you always do it. You go, tough, tough mother Gail with a tough mother male. It just has a nice ring to it. Let me try this. Tough brother Seth with the tough, never mind. Yeah. Forget it. Okay. Here we go. First, uh, our first uh, male. Dear mother, my friend thinks it's okay to steal from Walmart. He thinks it's fun, like a game, and he gets a ton of stuff, which he sells for cheap and makes money. He says if a store really cared, they wouldn't make it so easy. I know it's wrong, but... Believe me, it's very easy. What actually happens if you get caught? I mean, what can they do to a 14-year-old? Signed, Stealth. Oh, boy. <sighs> this kid is, uh, he sounds like he's going to do it. He's definitely going to do it, or he's already done it. And I'm not sure if my friend who's he's already done Walnut, it. He, he's is already... not this kid. Yeah. I think that my friend is this kid. Yeah. Because he knows how easy it is. How many times did he say it's easy? Right. Well, here's what can happen, dude. You can get in a lot of trouble. You can be arrested, right? And it can go on your record. Go to juvie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are you what are you stealing that you have to have it that bad? Or it's just a game. Obviously, it's a it's a game at this to, point. To cry for attention and you know, there's a whole parent thing. You know, raises issues to me. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I think kids learn at some point. You know, maybe some older, some younger. You know, the five year old grabs this or that, and you have to tell them no, you're not allowed to take right, that. Right, 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 right. Have to pay for it. So, um, can I? I have a I have a Walmart story. Go ahead. Uh, we, I stopped in to uh, pick up some last-minute crif- Christmas gifts, and uh, I think I told you this offline. You know they have a circular baggage system. You yeah, know, which bag I hate. stuff, yeah. right? So, so I, I bought, I grabbed a, like a, a hazelnut candy thing that was on the rack, and as I'm walking out, I was like, I want to eat my, eat my candy, and I couldn't find <laughs> it. So I was like, oh, so I was missing a couple little things. I had my big things that I bought. Obviously, you can't miss your big, big items for hey. Christmas, the toys. Uh, so I went back. And I said, oh, I'm missing a couple of things. Oh, it's in that bag there. I was like, no, it's not. Oh, here it is. Oh, I was no. like, she does this several times a day and takes little things. Oh. I, I, just by her reaction, that's what, that was my guess. Maybe she just, because she didn't, wasn't apologetic or nothing. She's like, oh, here. Oh, so check yeah. your bags. Yeah. 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 And I just had some little things. And almost like she did it on purpose. She bagged the little things separately. Like oh. a couple of things of gum for Melissa. And I had this, yeah. 
So that was interesting. Mm. So sometimes Walmart steals from you. Oh, so huh? there you go, kid. No, <laughs> seriously, yeah. whoever wrote that, it's obvious that you're doing it because I don't care what you're saying about your friend and um, stop, stop doing it. You can get in a lot of trouble. And you know what? It makes you look really trashy and, and stupid. You get to a point in your life where you don't, it's stealing is stealing. There's, you're stealing from somebody. You know, and what if that woman's, uh, someone's drawer comes up short or whatever? You're going to hurt someone. Uh, right. I picked up lunch a few weeks ago and it's a really tiny place. This woman, beautiful little place and she's running it herself. I ordered. She brought it out to me. She gave it to me to go. And I said, I have to pay for this. Oh, yeah. She said, Thank you for being honest. I said, I couldn't walk out of here, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the food if I didn't pay for it. So eventually you learn the value of money and the value of uh, respect people and it's just you don't want to carry that around with you because that that will come back to bite you right 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 and if you start with walmart you never know where you're going to go from there right next thing you know you're a jewel thief well maybe that might pay off yeah stop it kid (laughs) all right here's this one dear tough mother why can't i be happy i try i really do and i honestly don't have anything to be upset sad or mad about i just never feel happy i thought once i got out from under my parents rule and was in college i'd be free and i'd be happy but i'm not Truth is, college is not all it's cracked up to be. That's for damn sure. I don't really have any friends, not real friends here anyway. Please don't tell me to join a club or an event doing something that I'm good at or love because I don't want to. I just want to go home. Winter break is almost over and I have to go back. What should I do? Drop out? Here we go. They don't want to go back. No. Yeah. Um. First thing I think of is, is there any history of being sad? You know, is there any like medical, you know, we talked about depression and stuff before. I don't know if there's any history there. Um, this person never feels happy. I mean, you have to look and you know, just like our, you know, our guest we had, Jordana today, you have to look within and, you know, decide what makes you happy and do what you want. And then, again, if you want to transfer, transfer. If you feel like, hey, because that sometimes happens. The right, school's not the right. right place for you. But in the meantime, focus on your grades, finish the year. You know, and, and focus on your schoolwork because that's you know, we we forget college is fun and it's a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, you gotta get an edu- you're paying for an education. So focus on your schoolwork. Think find something off campus that you're interested in doing. You know, try. Yeah, you know, it sounds like you're not at all trying with mm. I don't want to try events. I don't want to go to clubs. Well, do what you want to do. Right, do yeah. something. What right. do you want to do? What does make you happy? Do right. that. Because, if it's a, you, maybe yeah. you're a runner, you want to go and join a running club. It doesn't have to be part of school. It could be outside of school, like right. wherever, wherever you are. You know, maybe she's just homesick. Right. And she didn't realize, oh, I'm free, I'm free. Oh, I miss my family. Right. So that's possible, too. I think all four of my kids, all four of them went to college. I think all four came home at winter break and were like, I don't really want to go back. The beginning of college, the beginning of anything is a big change for you, especially being away from your family. And you, you had some kind of preconceived notion that it was going to be something it isn't. And when it doesn't turn out to be what you wanted it to be, you right away want to stop. Give it some time. I mean, you can't look to every, you can't make something make you happy. Like, oh, it should be making me happier. That should be making me happy. Happiness is you. You are the only person that can make yourself happy. Correct. So stop trying to pin it on the school. Stop trying to pin it on you don't want to do, you know, it wasn't what you thought. You don't have friends. And really try to think about, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be positive about it. I'm going to give it a shot. Finish the year. And if you don't like it, like Seth says, transfer, figure something out. But at least finish the year and give it a really good shot. Yeah, go home, go to school at home for a year or something. Maybe, you know, you'll be itch to go back again. Because we're on this, we're on this schedule, right? Go to high school. Go to college. Is right. It? And it doesn't work for everybody. Right. I, I definitely went to school too quick, and, and I had a, I had a tough time my first semester, and I eventually got did well. 
But if I could do over again, I don't know. I would travel for a year. I would do something. I'd work, save money. Right. You because know, you think like you have to do this timeline. I got to go to college. You know, well, June high school. Condition to do. September, yeah. I got to go to college, and it's not true. Right. And, you know, and you know, I didn't have any guidance, and and I just did it. I just did what I thought I was supposed to do, and no regrets. But if I could do things differently, I would do things differently. Sure. Yeah, so give it give it some time and try to make yourself happy. I mean, you know, do something that you love. Right. What makes you happy? Do that. If right. it's on campus, off campus, whatever it is, do that and focus on your schoolwork. Yes. Okay. Me? You. One more letter? Gotcha. Dear one tough mother and brother. Just kidding. Yes, okay. yes and brother. <laughs> I have a very delicate issue and I don't know what to do. I think one of my best friend, girlfriends who is, lives four houses down from mine is a prescription junkie and an alcoholic. I've known Nancy for 23 years and she has always had a recurring issue with depression, but now it's gotten way worse since menopause. She's on a few different medications for her shoulder injury and has always enjoyed her gin, but lately her quirky behavior has become rude, overbearing, and obnoxious. Her personality fluctuates between extremes. Either she hides in the house and I don't see or hear from her for weeks or she is over-the-top, outgoing, crazy loud, and slurring her words when she comes over to visit. I don't know what to do. Should I speak to her husband? She has a 15-year-old daughter who told my daughter her mother is a druggie and drunk, and that really hurts. Nancy used to be so together. She owned her own company and loved fitness, but now I'm not sure who or what she is. Help. Oh, boy. Yeah. She might be... Well, she's obviously depressed, and she may be turning, maybe she's menopausal, I don't know, but she's got an issue, and if she's drinking, she's self-medicating. Not only drinking, prescription junkie, too. Yeah, see, what happens is, a lot of times- One leads to the other. Yeah, one leads to the other, you have an injury, they give you pain pills, blah, 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 blah. that's why this country's in the state it's in, with opiates, so- you have to take you have to take control of your own self and your own health. I guess she has to try to find her in a lucid moment and and just tell her that she's concerned. I mean, she's probably not going to react well, unfortunately. Um, but at least she, at least the friend will feel better, uh, you know, stating her piece and just giving her you know getting it off her chest. Say, look, I love you. You're my friend. I think you're going down the wrong way here, you know. And you have to set an example for your daughter too. So, please try to get it together if i can do anything to help i'll i'll be here to help you but you need to you know get back to who you are because this is not who you are right 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 i'm, I'm i was uh influenced by jordana there you know? oh yeah yeah, yeah. be no, your true right. self yeah be you your know? true self and being medicated and is not being your true self that's masking pain and, and hiding and yeah and people yeah. want to get lost and they don't want to face it so yeah and she may not face it she may not be thrilled with you even attempting to to do something, but if you want to feel better about it, you know, she, her daughter mentioned to your daughter right. that her mother's a drug addict and a drunk, so, I mean, maybe you can curtail that a little bit. Sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. And today, our um, Tough Mother moment is brought to you by... Storyblocks.com. You got it. And what do, you, what do they have to put in to get it? Storyblocks.com forward slash OTM to get... All like was it four hundred thousand videos, one hundred thousand audio, one hundred fifty thousand images. No, four hundred thousand images, one hundred fifty thousand videos, one hundred thousand audio uh, pieces for one forty nine for the year. For the year, and it's a, it's year. a special offer, so jump on it now. It's not going to last. Never. So today's mother says is never base your life decisions on advice from people who don't have to deal with the results. Right. Ooh. Never base your life decisions on the opinions. Of people who don't have to deal with the results 
So we want to thank you for listening, and we want to thank Giordano. She was, she was just like amazing. We were very thrilled to have her here, and we'll talk to you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.